This is episode 35 of the Equestrian Author Spotlight Podcast. I'm Carly Cade, and today I'm speaking with Leticia Jeffers. Leticia is a PATH International Certified Equine Specialist in Mental Health and Learning with 15 years of equine experience. Leticia sits on the Ohio Paint Horse Club Board of Directors and is co-marketing chair. Leticia has held a position at Natural Freedom Wellness Center since 2010. She started out as an equine specialist and a specialized case manager and is now their communications director. As the communication director of Natural Freedom Wellness Center, Leticia's focus is to better communicate with the community as well as other organizations about the work they're doing. Leticia holds a love for the arts, is big on photography, and unique marketing materials. She has had to find unique ways to market natural freedom as their organization honors each individual's journey by not utilizing photos with clients. She has designed the cover for Pam Jeffers' award-winning book, Stand Up, as well as contributed to the design and coordination to bring Stepping Up Kindness, Nikki's story, to life. She is currently working with co-owners Pam and Robert Jeffers to begin a vlog series with Natural Freedom Wellness Center for continuing education within the equine-assisted activities and therapies field. Now, let's get into the interview. Welcome to the Equestrian Author Spotlight Podcast, a podcast featuring interviews with equestrian authors who love all things horses and writing about them. In each episode, you'll hear inspirational stories from horse book authors, including writing advice and marketing tips to help you write your very own horse book. If you're an author, aspire to be an author, or simply love horse books, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Carly Cade, and creative writing makes my spurs jingle. Welcome to the Equestrian Author Spotlight. Today I'm so excited to have Leticia Jeffers with me. Hi, Leticia. Hi, Carly. I'm really excited to be here with you. I am excited to have you too. So, I, you know, this, this interview is going to be a little bit different because you are actually in uh, the communications PR marketing field. So I thought it would be really interesting for authors to hear your perspective and maybe talk about some of the, the ways you're helping uh, Pamela Marine through the marketing of their books uh, and, and things that they, resources and tools that they can use to learn from you and how you help other authors market their work. So, but before we get into that fun stuff, I always love to start the interviews with talking with um, guests about how their love affair with horses began. So can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> of course. Um, I actually uh, was born into it um, growing up on a, a horse and dairy farm. Um, my parents actually purchased uh, the horse that I grew up with, with their wedding money. Um, before they even had a couch or anything, they bought him as a little weanling and said, well, my mom even told my dad, one day our, do- our child will will show that horse and grow up with the horse. And that's exactly what happens. Let's talk about your childhood pony. Uh, tell us the horse's name and, you know, kind of like how your bond started. I, I love hearing these stories. Of course. The horse that my parents purchased, uh, his name was Casey. He was an American core horse. He would have been phenomenal and ranch uh, pleasure these days. But of course, we try to do the old style pleasure with the stocky quarter horse that would never... Um, Yes, <laughs> for sure. Bless his heart. He tried. Even at um, 21, I was 16 and learning to jump on him at 21 wow. years of age. And he gave me his heart. But I learned so much from him. Definitely um, 
a lot of patience uh, he, he had for me and I had to learn that from him as well. Oh, and then they are, they're our best mm -hmm. teachers, I think, as young women. Horses just teach us Most empathy certainly. and responsibility and patience, like you Most said. Certainly. And there are, you know, best friends and our companions and lots mm -hmm. of good life lessons come from, you know, a young woman owning a horse and how fortunate that you got to grow up with it and were born into yes. it. That was like yes. so cool. I did I did not learn that until later on, the fortune part. <laughs> <laughs> you were living the dream right out of the womb. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, so, you know, like I said earlier, when, during the introduction, this interview is a little bit different. So you are in the business of public relations and marketing, and you help promote um, Natural Freedom Wellness Center. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, your, your role and, and how you got involved in this? Most certainly. Um, yes, I'm the communication director at Natural Freedom Wellness Center, and I'm actually the daughter of the co-owners. Um, the story actually is interesting because at first I was off at college at Tiffin University. Um, I had life experiences that kind of brought me, I needed to come back home. And through that process, I started with my parents uh, working. She was just now getting off the ground with natural freedom. And I was very reluctant to stay at first. So I learned to love my position. And when I, I found out what my passion was, working with natural freedom as equine specialists at first, I realized how much lacking we were in the communication to the community mm -hmm. of what equine assisted activities and therapies were and what we were doing and how much uh, rich knowledge there was within communicating to the community as a whole. Um, so I went back to, to college and completed my degree in communication studies from Ohio University with a related area of study in deaf studies and interpreting and a marketing minor. So it was a long journey. I actually went back for deaf studies and interpreting and kind of went through that process. Wow. And then what inspired you around uh, deaf, deaf studies and in, in interpreting? That is a, that's a unique <laughs> yeah. degree to have. It, it was. Um, I actually, at the time, we were serving a lot of individuals who were on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. um, and I noticed a lot of them using, um, as, as in the world of deaf studies and interpreting, as more gestures um, and home sign. Um, and at, at the time, I was also uh, dating an individual whose aunt was deaf. Um, mm -hmm. So I was really intrigued with learning um, those home signs that she had and those old uh, ASL uh, signs and so when I went decided to go back that was kind of the core of, of the whole reason. Oh I'm sure that it so benefits the the clients that you see to be able to have you know that skill uh, because there you are the wellness center we just interviewed your mom so she gave us mm -hmm. a lot of background on the wellness center uh, in, in your episode is going to come after hers so there's yeah. a lot of information that we've already shared but you, you know you you work with a variety of individuals of all ages and all different, you know, kind of backgrounds and, and things that they're dealing with. So just having that tool in your toolbox is really valuable. And, and the work you're doing is so important in getting the word out about that work and be, you know, you are their communications director. Um, so, you know, tell us about your position and what you do on a day-to-day -day basis and how you how you do work to get the, the word out about, about the excellent work the Wellness Center is doing. Most certainly. It's depending on the day what different hat you're putting on mm -hmm. uh, in different moment. Um, I, I do currently do see clients on a minimal basis, more of the, the individuals who are um, nonverbal and using uh, a form of sign. Um, but I also see individuals for empowerment 
but my main role is the communication director, going to the community events, um, tabling, talking with different agencies, kind of introducing ourselves, because we serve actually currently a nine-county radius in southeastern Ohio. Hmm. So actually going to those different counties and communicating to their board of DD, to their children's services, like, hey, we're here, we're willing to, we want to work with you all to better serve our community here, because a lot of and the, the community in our area is very lacking. Um, it's very rural, um, and there is not a lot of resources down here. So having that ability to realize that there are, this is a resource for those communities um, within the Southeastern Ohio region is very rich. And that's a very important job that you're tasked with to, you know, yeah. should, to help help people improve their lives through through getting the word out about the wellness center. And then, so I imagine you know, so it's, it, you said you, you do do the, you work in the sessions, but your main role is getting the word out about the, what the center is doing. So I imagine there's some uh, media outreach, press release work. I, I yeah. imagine you're handling the social media channels. Like, yeah. let's talk a little bit about working with the media or the art of the, the press release. So, you know, what, what, are, what are some of your strategies and, and what have you found actually that probably works best. I mean, I obviously mm -hmm. in-person meetings like you were talking about and speaking at events is a very yeah. powerful way to connect. Um, well, you know, what are some of the other tools you use in your toolbox? So actually one of the most difficult things with us getting started and me getting into the communication and the marketing end of communicating to the, the communities that we are here was that we chose not to use individuals that we were serving photographs uh, mm. and, and within videos. So that was very complicated for me to actually communicate that to everyone and utilize what we had. I had to be very creative and um, we also went um, collaborate with other agencies. So within that, one of those is Hopewell Health Centers, which was formerly Tri-County Mental Health. Um, so through that, we offered uh, continuing education hours uh, and different presentations. So a lot of times during those events is where I got a lot of my uh, content for media. And I imagine you don't share your clients' photographs for confidential confidentiality reasons, which is really important. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah. So, so you're so you've been creative about taking events and community experiences that you do have, and I imagine getting those uh, presentations on video and then snipping them up and using them in your social media work, and then using them to build media kits and uh, that sort of stuff, right? Yes, most, most certainly. And it was very difficult at the beginning because I tried to not take any photographs where cl when clients were present on the premises, mm -hmm. just in case. Like We do have individuals that have difficulty with uh, running. And so just in case that happened to occur while I was trying to take a photograph. Um, but I've gotten to the point of realizing, you realize your boundaries of when, where you're able to adjust uh, within that. And that was definitely a huge hurdle that I had to learn. Yeah, and I, process. and I imagine too a workaround for that. So you're not showing client photography is that you could like stage a photo shoot where you get photos that you can use for your website and use, you know, for uh, press releases or media outreach or what, mm -hmm. what have you, where you can stage something and, you know, set it up to take action pictures, but that, that are using, uh, not your clients using, you know, 
models or, or what have you. <laughs> has that crossed? Is that something that's crossed your mind doing that? That has, but I've been lucky enough to actually get a lot of very authentic photographs during the events that we've had with uh, other agencies here at the premise. So you know how powerful it is to be with a horse. So oh. having those moments, and because th- we, we do a lot of demonstrations, so having those authentic moments caught on camera is u- invaluable. So I'm, I'm very fortunate to have those. So I haven't gotten to that aspect of staging. So, but maybe one day. Oh uh, yeah, but you you know it's, you're making things work and you're you're capturing the moments and you're working within events where you can grab those photos. And then I'm, I'm assuming you know we're talking we're talking about the behind the scenes of like how the business works. I'm assuming <laughs> yes. that you have. Um, you know, document that you have people sign that's, it's okay for you to use our photograph and just covering all your bases as the communications director. (laughs) Yes, very much so. Got to cross all those T's and dot those I's. Yeah, just like, (laughs) make sure you get permission to use people's Uh photos or have them sign waivers that they're at an event that's going to be photographed. It's always always wise. (laughs) And I definitely ran into those that do not want their photograph and of course sit directly in the middle of everything. And it's like, I can't do this angle and get everyone. So it's definitely, there's been some hurdles for sure. Oh yeah. So it's like a part of being a communications professional. It It most (laughs) certainly is. I know. Uh, What else is really cool is you're also a PATH International Certified Equine Specialist in Mental Health and Learning. Um, And you have 15 years of equine experience. Obviously you came out of the womb a horse owner, which helps with that. But uh, tell us a little bit about PATH and like how, how did you become uh, a certified equine specialist. Like what, what does all that world look like? I think a lot of people are interested in, in the healing power of horses. And this is obviously a route people can choose. So let's talk about that. It's just a workshop you go to. Um, it's a week long, a weekend long event. Um, it just varies at different locations. Typically it's about three days of the workshop. And then you have a testing period after that of where you'll get tested on your horsemanship skills. That is so cool. And you know, having been a certified equine specialist, can you, would you share a story of a, a breakthrough that you saw between a person and a horse? Like something that really, I'm sure you're seeing this every day, right? right? Yeah, this I is just the, got goosebumps. So. This is the world you're living. I know I have goosebumps, <laughs> I have goosebumps too. So I, I would love to hear because this is a, a new, it's not new. It's something that horse owners always know, but this is, this yeah. is something that's starting to really become uh, embraced by the yes. public, the healing yeah. power of horses. And I'd like to highlight, you know, just how powerful these sort of um, sessions can be. So I, I would love to hear, you know, a story that really moved you. There, there are actually a lot, surprisingly, because um, when we first actually start, began um, back in 2009 with the agency we were with, we were working really closely with three counselors, uh, two social workers uh, that were specialized in post-adoption. Um, one particularly was a specialist in a- attachment, um, like working with uh, the adoptive parent with the child. But I think during that time was probably the most impactful for me of learning how much the horse can give to that healing. Um, There was an individual that was a reluctant teen um, that just asked, when they began here, they didn't really want to be here. Um, We've also, in this industry, you see that a lot, Mm -hmm. um, especially, uh, yeah. So I think 
the most impactful part of that was being able to see that connection build with one of our horses here and seeing the horse actually getting to the point that they actually wrapped around and hugged that individual and just seeing those teal tears like flow and actually being able to be a part because we've actually been a part of adoption process as well so the the child meeting the adoptive family and going through that process together as well as and seeing individuals walk for the first it's just such a powerful industry to be in but the only thing about it is is there are those hard days that you, being in the mental health period in general there's there are those very hard days that you you it's not rewarding by telling each other that you're you're thankful but you see those uh rewarding moments mm -hmm. but sometimes it's not in that very second so it does yeah. take time yeah, it's like, it's like something you're working towards, like these breakthroughs yeah. where people, you know, yeah. and, and the, the moment we were talking about where the, the young, uh, reluctant teenager <laughs> had a breakthrough and bonded with the horse and the horse hugged her and then, you know, there was crying. I imagine you, you experience a lot of emotional release that happens when the horse embraces the person and they connect. And then, you know, these years and years and years of built up emotion just are able to come out uh and there's a lot of there's a lot of freedom for people in that so you're the facilitator it you along with the horse are the facilitator yeah. in these breakthroughs that's really amazing work yeah, uh, it it is and it's definitely um you have to be very passionate about it for sure and but it's definitely rewarding and i imagine for you you know being handling both the communications but then also being a therapist i imagine you know emotionally it's probably hard for you like to 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 do this work a lot like what do you do to to recharge and make sure you're taking care of your own mental health um <laughs> when you're working in these situations yeah um actually it's funny you say that because that's part of the reason i did return to school is because i got so burnt out because uh, mm. working with because we were going nine to five hard we would hardly have breaks unless somebody was like a little behind because we were trying really hard to push to get this uh this business going and this awareness in the community of what we were doing. So for me, uh, it, it was very draining at that time. Um, just, and I, I was young. I, I was 19 when I started as a, a specialized case manager mm -hmm. uh, and equine specialist. So I didn't fully uh, know the importance of self-care, but through that process, I've definitely taking the time to learn. Um, I'm definitely a proponent for taking off the work clothing as soon as you get in the door, letting everything go. I, I'm one that I take very hot showers or hot baths and kind of visualize everything, just letting go and releasing. Mm -hmm. um, we use a lot of oils around here. So if everybody's had a rough day, we'll put on lavender oil. Um, or if there's kind of, we need more of a pep, we'll put peppermint oil. Um, but we are very fortunate in, in our uh, organization to have that team atmosphere and be able to kind of debrief with each other and kind of let it go with one another before we go home. So we aren't carrying that. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. And taking care of yourself while taking care of others is, is really important. I imagine a good quiet ride through nature on your horse probably helps you disconnect a little bit too. <laughs> it does. That is <laughs> most days. Yes. The, the the thing with my guy that I have now, he's very sensitive. So if I've had a really tough day, I can't really, and know that I just need to release it. I can't just go. That makes a lot of sense. You're working all day with very emotional situations and you can carry mm -hmm. that over to your horse because yes. horses do pick up on, I mean, that's why you're yes. using them in therapy. They pick yes. up. Yes. <laughs> 
So I guess you're right. Put on some aromatherapy, <laughs> go take a bath with a good book, give yourself a bit of an escape, you know? <laughs> uh, yes. That makes a lot of but, sense. But I do have to, I feel like being in the actual industry itself and being a, a equine specialist as, as well as the communication end, it gives me a better understanding to be able to communicate to others what we're doing, to have those authentic stories and not just that sale pitch of, hey, we're here. I think that actually gives me more value as being a communication director and actually providing those services as well. Well, yeah, you, I mean, obviously you can tell the stories well because you are, you're, you're experienced in and a part of those stories, but yeah, what you said is correctly people connect more to a story being told about what you do as opposed to like a sales pitch you know it's like like stories are so much more powerful which leads sort of leads me into the the book side of things you know mm -hmm. tell us about how you use your skills to get the word out about um you know the books about Pamela's book stand up her memoir and about Nikki's story a little horse with a big lesson on self-esteem friendship and embracing differences like yeah. how do you use the power of PR and communications to get the word out about the books which are part of the wellness center one pro that I've had is being able to learn to use my resources with minimal funds. So that social media aspect really hitting hard, um, going and talking to local uh, stores and just mom and pop shops and creating that connection so you can go and have those small one-on-one -on -one time um, with little pop-up shops of signing the book and kind of talking to the community that you're locally in. Mm -hmm. So that has benefited us very well. Obviously winning awards is a great way to get the word out about the books as well, you know, and so, was it you that discovered the Equus Film Festival and decided to submit the books for awards or how did that come about? I knew about it from a, a Last Chance Corral uh, documentary was actually filmed. They filmed just a little bit here with Amika being a nurse mayorful. So I was aware of it because they entered, I believe maybe the promo into that a few years ago mm -hmm. um, when it was hosted in New York, but I wasn't aware fully of what the film festival was. Um, Maureen Chalou actually um, was really excited to let us know that she had actually entered us into it. Um, so we were we were jumping for joy for sure when we found out we were nominated as a part as the, uh, with the Nikki story and we entered a stand up alongside of it. So that's that was great. that was I cannot take credit for that one. That's all Maureen. <laughs> well, you know what's so funny about that though is like you know it's like it sounds like you've built a great team around the work you're doing there and like yeah. you're all like out there working together to get the word out and you know the universe sort of opened up and you stepped into yes. it like okay I guess we're going to Kentucky <laughs> yeah great yep. outcome and we got to meet there and you know we had a really fun time yeah. and yeah it was uh it's, it was amazing meeting everyone for sure yeah it's a great community of people um and we're all in it for the horses and the you know the creative outcomes of of our passion projects you know, so I want to ask you, like, what excites you about the work you're doing? Like, what excites you about your role as the communications director? Um, you know, we already kind of talked about the, the, the meaning that you got from some of the therapy sessions you conduct, but like, what do you love about communications? The part that I love most, especially being in natural, the role of communication director here at Natural Freedom is helping others in this area realize how big and how many possibilities there are and helping them realize that there is more to themselves for sure. Oh.
Yeah, that, I mean, that's very powerful. You're in the business of making difference in people's lives. Mm-hmm. You serve at-risk families and, and you serve people that are ages like three to 93 is what, is what Pamela told me. So, so per, you know, pretend that you're working with someone who has no experience on the benefits of uh, equine therapy, doesn't know really anything about the program, and maybe here's, you know, Natural Freedom Wellness Center and thinks, oh my gosh, I can't afford that. Like, how would you, how do you get the message out that this is affordable, that you, you know, how do you work with the, the cost part of this when, when you're working with new people that maybe don't, don't know or don't believe even in the power yeah. of this therapy? Like, what is your messaging around that? So for us, we are very blessed to have that Medicaid subcontract with our local behavioral health agency. So it is a, a medical, uh, Medicaid reimbursable service that we've provided being sp- because we're trained as dual equine specialists and specialized case managers. Um, within that, if they do not have Medicaid, we do have a special pricing. We collaborate with other organizations to get that grant funding through them to be able to find unique programming efforts through that. But because we are an LLC, it does make it a little bit more complex. Um, But we chose to go that route because the area, we want to be able to give back. Um, And there's, I believe we discussed, it was like 802 uh, nonprofit organizations within our county that we currently in. So one thing that they're trying really hard actually is to try to get it funded through insurance. But we, uh, we do unique ways of collaborating with different counselors. Most important thing is having that individual be successful. Yeah. You know, and I know this works. I mean, there are so there, I know this is like a really powerful way to get to the root of what people are dealing with emotionally. And, you know, and I, and I really think that there's like this, it's an uphill climb, but I think that it's, it's really something that's starting to be embraced and, you know, that's so powerful and it makes a big difference. And I just wanted to bring, shine a light on that because I imagine, you know, people are struggling to maybe put food on the table might be really scared of, the the cost that it might take to do something like this, but you're working for ways to cover it so they can participate. And I love I think that's that's really important. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> of course. No, no, it is important. Funding is always a problem wherever you go. So yeah, with anything. I mean, even yeah. <laughs> you know, even as a, even as a small business owner, I mean, mm-hmm. bringing in income is is challenging. You know, just it's and it. I think it's something that's in the horse industry in general, bringing in, you know, not enough income because horses are expensive undertakings, you know, just take their care after you take (laughs) care of them, you know, there isn't a whole lot left over. So, you know, so it's a constant, constant thing that you have to juggle and work with. That very point that horses are expensive. So it's having that horse, the equine specialist, and also a counselor, if you're doing an equine facilitated counseling session, those add up. Yeah. And well, and good on you for, for finding ways to make it work because this is very, very important work. What do you wish you had known when you first started out in, in, in your career around all of this stuff? Was there anything that you would go back and tell your, your self before you got your education? I think that it's, you're going to be constantly learning. I, I think that that is the one thing, because um, when you go to college, you get that degree, and you're like, oh, I'm good, I got this, and it's like, you realize, oh, crap, you, you really are constantly learning, it, even after college, after high school, whatever that journey is for you, that it, it really is a continual thing throughout your life, what, whatever that may be, that you're going to be continuously learning. 
Well, and particularly in your field as the director of communications, you know, like with technology and the speed of which things are <laughs> yes. changing, you know, it's like you're, you're constantly uh, learning. There's always new ways to communicate. Yeah. There's always new ways to put, you know, your message out into the world. And so, you know, it's like every day you're learning something new. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's what it's definitely especially with those social media the the switch of different things even like adding the love button on there was phenomenal I was jumping for joy that day but um yeah just those small things that people don't realize being in the marketing field of having to constantly learn and adjust of different aspects within the social media marketing end of things absolutely and you know so but learning keeps you young, I think, and learning keeps your mind <laughs> sharp. So it's good to be in a, in a learning, in a learning role. <laughs> you know, in, you know, because you have a communications and marketing background, you know, what, what advice would you give authors, horse, authors of horse books on how to market their books? Like if you could give them any pointers, what would you recommend? I think the number one thing is remember that you are your brand. Mm -hmm. You are, constantly create and that's even in this industry too of remembering that you are the represent being the communication director I am the face of this organization when I go out to the tabling so it's the same thing with being an author of realizing you are that brand you are that book or whatever book series um, and create make sure make sure you're putting out there what you want that brand to be mm, that's great advice and so, you know, talk, speaking on behalf of the, the two books that you represent, what, yeah. what would you say is the brand persona that you want your authors to put out there when they're uh, sharing about their books? I think for um, stand-up, for sure, is definitely the authenticity, the vulnerability within that of being exactly who uh, Pam is or my mom is. Mm -hmm. um, and then for the stand-up uh, stepping up kindness, the Nikki's story and that whole series is just actually realizing those, uh, being able to address to kids and to parents what the small, the hard, difficult discussions are, but it is a way of forming that connection in a kind manner to have those discussions, whether it be with teachers, with parents, with counselors, an array of other individuals. So... Yeah, and that's great. And I and I see that represented when I've met your authors and them talking about their books. Now, now say you're sending one of, you know, like Pamela or uh, Maureen into a event where they're sitting on a panel talking <laughs> about their books. Like how yeah. how do you prepare them for an author experience like that? Because a lot of authors do not have the resource of, of a communications professional helping them manage their author career. So if there's anything an author could take away from this, if they're setting themselves up with all this stuff, like they could, what tips or how do you prepare your authors to go and speak on behalf of the books in the wellness center? For us, it's definitely a reminder for them um, and even myself, when I do, of you have this, you already have the knowledge, you have, this is your story, believe in yourself, take that breath and just go with the flow of what is given. Um, and yeah, you can prepare yourself with particular questions, but sometimes you get caught up on what those particular questions may be. So kind of being prepared, but not overly prepared of creating that space of, of calming yourself down first. So you are mentally prepared to answer those questions. 
So whatever that may look like, whether it's breathing essential oils or yoga, (laughs) tai chi, whatever that is. Yeah, I I love that. I I think that that's great advice is centering yourself before you go um, and participate in something like this. Like they say, you know, put your feet on the floor and take some deep breaths and ground yourself and (laughs) and be prepared because it can make you nervous. Then, you know, but do you have particular messaging points that you want the authors to share about the center? Do you do do that kind of stuff? Say, you know, like it's important that you mention this about the work that we're doing. Do you, do you prepare them that way? We pretty much eat, sleep, breathe what we do. So for us on the natural, on natural freedom wellness, that part is not so, I'm not worried about being a communication person. Um, yeah, there's sometimes I, I will be like, Hey, let's not talk about this collaboration yet. We, we haven't finalized. So let's, let's put that on the back burner. So we don't kind of surprise anyone here. Mm-hmm. Um, or, but besides that, it's more of a making sure that them, they themselves are ready. Um, that's great. Yeah. yeah and, that, and that's great advice. It's just such a resource to have someone like you to lean back on to just, you know, remind you know it's like don't talk about what's what we haven't announced, uh, you know like yourself, yeah. take a couple of deep breaths slow down you know and there is something to be said for living breathing eating your family business mm-hmm. right you know so it's like it's it's yeah. there you you know it you don't have to be messaged on it which is different exactly. than like a like a corporate executive going out and and having to do well, a certain certainly. engagement and being really mindful of legal issues or you know all this crazy stuff you know so but yeah, the skills that you have from working in this business, you could very easily take and translate into a corporate communications role, you know, so you're, yeah. but, but what you're doing is work you're passionate in. So it probably, you know, while it's intense work, it probably doesn't feel like a, a have to job. It's something you actually enjoy. Yes. I like to ask this question too, because I, you know, what would a listener be surprised right. to learn about you? I think. Well, I, one thing would probably be that back when we were doing all these unique things, uh, with our family was we actually did mounted archery. Um, cool. and that's how I learned how to get out of my horse's mouth. Cause back in the day, you know, you went to the horse shows and you just saw everybody yanking. And I, I was a 10 year old kid saying, Oh, I see so-and-so doing this. And my mom was not having it. So they took the reins and my dad gave me a bow. Cause I, that was something that we all did together was shoot bows. And, and we went and we started doing that before cell phones and a lot of cameras being out. So there's, unfortunately, there's no photographs. I wish there were, but. Oh, I think that that is really cool. I mean, and what a skill. You have to ride with your seat and your legs and really have a connection with your horse and able to shoot a bow from the top, from the top of your your horse. Well, I think that that is something, definitely I was surprised to learn about you. (laughs) That's a cool skill to have. Um, yeah, it's been a while. I, that's a goal to get back to. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I love that. I mean, maybe you can offer some sort of sidebar class in that, you know, not, not specifically therapy related, but you know, that could be a, a cool, fun thing to do, or even give a presentation on that skill and the connection that people can have between horses to be able to do something like that. I, there's so much possibility, right? My brain is running. <laughs> well, this is what happens in the office on a daily thing is we all have all of these ideas and we're like, Oh, write that down. And then, yeah, it's just never ending trying to uh, 
herd squirrels and cats together. <laughs> yeah, I know. Lists. They're lists, lists, yeah. lists, lists. I have you know, a journal full of lists of ideas. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. What, you know, and what is the hardest part about being a public relations, communications, and marketing professional? I'm, I'm curious to hear your take on this. Not enough time in the day. <laughs> but that makes a no, lot of sense. And, and, on a serious note, I think the, the hardest part is for others to realize how much goes into it and what different aspects that people don't think about, mm-hmm. whether it's that brand piece, whether it's, hey, I need to post on social media, I need to create this content calendar. Um, and for me, like there, there honestly isn't enough hours in the day because I wear so many hats of getting everything that I would like to do, done on that to-do journal that we all have. But it's it's definitely realizing, especially with social media changing so much, and we have to learn through that process mm-hmm. of being able to give that content and that marketing out to the public. It takes time to do that, but it also takes time to create that content. Mm-hmm. And do it well and tell the right yes. story. Because <laughs> as a communications person, you're thinking within a framework of how you get the message into the world in the best possible way. You know, it's not just a flippant post. It's like very, you know, most (laughs) professionals, they they create content that has been really thought through about long and hard. Most Um, certainly. And that's definitely, definitely a hurdle for sure. It is that, that big picture of what we want out there. Sitting there, you're like, what you, you decide what messages you want to share. And then you have to decide what demographic you're speaking to, because you speak differently to millennials than you do to uh, baby boomers. There's just a difference in how those generations grew up. So, you, you know, you have these different content streams that speak differently to whom your audience is. And that's the kind of thought process that goes on behind a communications plan. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Most certain, well said, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've been a communications professional, so I, I, I know the lingo and I, I know how it works. And I, I commend you for the work that you do do because it's important work. And, and often people don't understand how much goes into the strategy and the planning around message development. So good, good work. No, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate learning and meeting you at Equus Film Festival. And it gives me something, somebody else to look up to and in, in the, the process of moving forward. Because it is being a communication person, you're not surrounded by individuals unless you're in a Fortune 5 com- company that has a whole team. Right. So being on your own, definitely, you learn a lot from yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm always here if you need a resource to <laughs> off of. I love, you know, partnering and working and brainstorming. And, and it was wonderful meeting you too. I mean, we're all in this together. We're all here to lift each other up. And that's, that's what this is all about. What, what, what do you enjoy about your job? Being passionate about it clicking for individuals on whether, whatever that may be, whether it is in the books that it clicking for that individual of that story or in our organization with natural freedom wellness center of it clicking for, Oh, this could help so-and-so, or this could help me. And like we've been talking about, you're, you know, you're in the business of communicating, you know, experience that can change people's lives. You know, that's like really powerful. And I imagine working with the media and seeing an, an earned media piece about about your, your wellness center or, you know, giving a really powerful presentation where people are coming up to you and wanting to know more. I imagine those are pretty bright spots too, right? Most certainly. You definitely at Equus Film Festival and seeing my mom actually everything flow at the panel and 
it's like, oh, everything did, went smooth. Like it went great. And just seeing every, everyone kind of embrace that and, and ask more questions and being intrigued about it for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I can totally see that. So what, you know, what's next for you? What's next for, what are you curious about? Where are you taking, you know, the direction of communications for um, Natural Freedom Wellness Center? Like where are you heading? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Uh -huh. um, I actually am going to be accepting a marketing and communication intern for the summer oh, cool. um, so that if the goal hopefully we find a individual to that kind of will click with our team and kind of be able to come into that maybe a communication assistant role so that I can branch off and kind of push these books a little bit more because that is the ultimate goal of being able to to push the books in a way that that meets uh, natural freedom as well since they both are representing uh, natural freedom wellness center mm -hmm. and I imagine that is going to help quite a bit once you get the person up to speed with your time management and giving you a little more freedom and a little more time to work on some other projects uh, that's a Most smart, certainly. very smart move I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to see how that goes and and I hope that uh, the this podcast helps get the word out for your books and, and the great work you're doing there too so thank you so much for being on the show today and I was wondering if you could share where people can connect with you and see what work you're doing um, and learn more about the Wellness Center. Of course. Um, thank you so much again for having me on and having um, Pam on for the podcast prior. We really appreciate it. And we were so glad to connect with you. They can connect with me on LinkedIn. And as far as Natural Freedom, we're on Facebook, Instagram. We're also on Twitter and YouTube. And the goal is to get us a vlog going for continuing education on YouTube. So oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, and I will link to all these places in the show notes too, so people can get to, to you and the organization easily. Um, you know, but thank you so much for the gift of your time. I think this is the only the beginning. We're going to continue to see each other and work together. And, and I can't wait so. to watch the book series grow and all the work that you're doing. And I, I'm looking forward to having Maureen on the show too, who is the uh, illustrator behind Nikki's story. And we'll be talking to her, her shortly and learning about all the cool illustrations and work she does for natural freedom. Yeah, so she's yeah. looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us this week on the Equestrian Author Spotlight Podcast. I hope you enjoy these Q&A sessions with wonderful equine authors who love all things horses and riding, just like me. Visit my website, carlycadecreative.com, where you can read the show notes, and make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support. Want a free guide to secrets of horse book authors? Gallop over to carlycadecreative.com forward slash wisdom to have author advice delivered instantly to your inbox. If you are an author who writes about horses and would like to be spotlighted, please let me know. Visit my contact page at carlycadecreative.com to fill out a request. I'd be happy to have you on the show too. Thank you for tuning in to the Equestrian Author Spotlight Podcast. See you next time. I'm your host, Carly Cade. Creative writing makes my spurs jingle.